Welcome to our disciple-making podcast, Kingdom Principles to Build a Prevailing Church and Prevailing Disciples. Today's topic is one of the most emotional subjects we can face, but it's one of the most essential and foundational. It's talking about honoring parents. This is a core issue. If we're going to be healthy, if we're going to be emotionally healthy, relationally healthy, which is absolutely essential for any disciple who's going to finish well, honoring parents is a non-negotiable. It is irrespective of your parent, your father, your mother, your the circumstances that surround your your upbringing, uh, your own nuclear family home. Irregardless, God wants you to honor father and mother. If they're deceased, to honor their memory. This is not a matter of personality, and it's really not even a matter of character. It's a matter of position. God knew who your mother and father would be, your biological mother and father. And God put you in that family and gave birth to you for a reason. And fathers and mothers do not require anything other than the fact God used them to bring you into the world that becomes the basis of your honor back to them. God uses flawed people like me and you to, to parent, to bring others into the world. And God wants to bring healing to your soul in relation to your parents as far as is biblically possible. So today, we begin Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And it says in Proverbs 6, this is such significant insight and wisdom. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them around your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Now, this, this gives the foundation stone of the significance in terms of who you are and the character God wants to develop in your life and in my life by honoring parents. When I was in high school, I got saved. And my dad was strict. He was not, he did not have a spirit of anger, but he was strict and demanding. If I showed up 10 minutes late on a curfew, my dad would be standing in the driveway with his arms folded, uh, scolding me for, for being late. Um, I was once, I came down, um, oh, I was going out to a dance and uh, I came down uh, with a plaid shirt and jeans and my dad said, what are you, going to a rodeo? Go up and change. I came back down with um, uh, paisley pants and a pink shirt. And he said, what are you, a girl? Go up and change. Uh, that, was, that was my dad. And 
um, he was exacting, he was demanding, and uh, gave me strict discipline. But during high school, God showed me, Fred, it's not a matter of this stuff. It's a matter, I want you to honor your dad. And don't lock horns with him. And, and God broke my self-will, broke a lot of pride, taught me the significance and, of honoring my father. And that he didn't have to earn my respect. The very fact that he was the one that biologically was responsible with my mother, of course, but to bring me into the world, that alone qualified him to deserve my honor. And I was kind of like Mark Twain who, who said this. He said, when I was 17, I thought my dad was the dumbest guy in the world. When I turned 21, I couldn't believe how much he learned in four years. That, that was me. And during between 17 to 21, God uh, taught me to honor my dad. And bless his heart, my dad would sit down with me and uh, call out my rebellion and have conversation with me. And it was amazing the impact that that had on my life. Well, that was my situation. Uh, not a perfect dad. My dad had flaws. My dad had sin. My dad had issues. But God used him to teach me what it is to be under authority. And if I had not learned that, I would not be able to walk in authority today. God instituted the family unit in order to establish his divine order on earth. No parents are perfect. But every parent plays a strategic role in our foundation. And Christ is the redeemer and the healer of every parent-child relationship as far as is biblically possible. Now, normally, the first responsibility God gives you is toward your parents. And until you learn to honor your father and mother, regardless of their flaws and shortcomings, God will rarely entrust other significant responsibility to you. Now, there's so many warnings that are given in scripture uh, toward the position that parents have of authority in our lives. Proverbs 15, a fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to him uh, who bore him. Whoever troubles his own household will inherit the wind and the fool will be the servant to the wise of heart. Again in Proverbs, if one curses his father and mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. And then this one from Proverbs 30, verse 17. This one, when I was in, in high school, this one just got me. And I, I, this was a warning that I took to heart. The eye that mocks a father. Because at times I would look at my dad with a mocking spirit. But it says the eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. Oh my word, I did not want that. And God used that to put a warning in my spirit that has lasted me to this very day. Now, the blessings of honoring father and mother. One, you honor father and mother, it teaches you humility. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And, and this is coming under parental authority is the first way to learn humility. Second, honoring father and mother uh, teaches us discipline. 
To submit to the, a father and mother's discipline is to submit to the Lord's discipline normally. There are some exceptions. Number three, honoring father and mother brings you life and blessing. That's what the, that's what the command says from uh, Deuteronomy 5 and Exodus 20. It says it's the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with us. And number four, honoring father and mother protect you from the sin of rebellion and witchcraft. This is so significant. Understand that the first rebel in history was the devil. He rebelled against Father God's authority. When we rebel against Father and Mother's authority, we uh, are, are prone to witchcraft. And it says in 1 Samuel 5 that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft or divination and presumption as iniquity and idolatry. And it says in 1 Peter to be sober and mindful and to resist the devil who prowls around looking for someone to devour. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was a youth pastor, there was a sharp guy that came to our youth group, very dynamic. He had a winsome personality. He was kind of a charismatic personality. And he wanted to, to come into our youth group and bring a whole bunch of his friends and uh, but he wanted a position of authority. And for whatever reason, God put on my heart, like a word of knowledge came into my spirit. And I turned and I said to him, tell me about your relationship with your dad. What you would have thought I was a snake that bit him on the leg. He got so irritated. He says, what do you ask me about my father for? That's none of your business. I said, well, if you want to be a, a spiritual father in my youth ministry, your relationship with your father is my business. Well, he got furious and he, and he stormed out of, out of uh, our conversation. Well, I, I then learned that he um, had a, a, no, no, no. Then <clears throat> before he left, I said, my friend, if you don't square it away with your parents, if you don't learn to honor your father and mother now, you're going to end up uh, with witchcraft. Now, what I'm about to tell you is, is totally uh, accurate. He, he stormed away. He was shocked at what I said, but I, I said it on the, on the basis of the scripture that I just read from 1 Samuel. When he left, I, it turned out that he had volunteered to, to serve in a Baptist church. And they were running like 300 in their youth group. Three months later, they were down to about 50 after he became involved. Then he joined, I forget, it was like Young Life and volunteered there. They went from 200 to 30. And the effect that he had was destructive in the youth ministry. Then a few months later, after he went storming out of my conversation, it turned out that he was actually living with a witch. And that's a true story. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. And don't allow that to grow in your heart in these days, or you will be disqualified from ministry. God wants you to learn to honor your father and mother. No, your, your dad is not perfect. Your mom is not perfect, but they're perfect for you. They're the best God gave you, and he wants you to honor them. And they don't need to earn your respect. You honor their position 
and you learn to come under their authority. Now, uh, let me give seven quick helpful insights. One, uh, separate your father and mother's personality from their God-given position. As I've said, their personality, they could have a lousy sense of humor, they could be rude, um, they can be whatever, but their position is God-given. God could have had you born of any parents, but he, he chose them for a reason. And it is for a blessing. Number two, grow in faith by seeing that God is the authority over your parents. Now it says in Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is like a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wills. Now that's, that's the, the heart of God, is he, he holds in his hand those in authority. And, and the king here is mentioned, but it applies to your parents. And then it says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Proverbs 16, 7. Now what this means, sometimes our enemies are within our own home. Sometimes we feel like mom and dad are our enemy. Quick story. There was a woman in my youth group when I was in high school. I was a volunteer Bible study leader every Tuesday night. This young, young girl, high school student, called me and said, uh, Fred, my parents have told me I cannot come tonight to the Bible study, but I'm going to sneak out anyway. I said, don't do that. I said, they allow you to come to church on Sunday. You don't have to come uh, to the Bible study on Tuesday night. I appreciate your desire, but, but God wants to teach you character, and he wants you to obey your parents. Stay home. In fact, don't just stay home with a bad attitude. Uh, uh, pray for your parents and ask, go to your parents and ask them, is there something I can do, like vacuuming or doing the dishes? Volunteer to serve instead of coming here, and you'll honor the Lord. And she took it to heart, and she did it. Three months later, she called, and she says, Fred, I'm so grateful for your advice. Uh, I stayed home. I volunteered to do stuff. And tonight, um, my parents would love the youth group to come over and go Christmas caroling, and we're going to serve hot chocolate, and my parents want, want the youth group to come over. What a, what a thrill. We had 30 students that came that night, and before we went out, I, I got us all together, and we held hands, and I started to lead in prayer. Well, uh, to, to this girl's embarrassment, she, um, her parents come up and said, hey, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're praying. Why don't you join us? So they held hands, and the father leads out in prayer. He says, God, this is incredible. Thank you for, for my daughter, and uh, thank you for these, these students. And then he kind of pauses the awkward, amen. Well, um, everyone was thrilled. And within three months, the parents started coming to church. And then within a couple months after that, they got saved. And it was because... They saw Christ in their daughter. The daughter gained influence by learning to obey and honor the father and mother. Hallelujah. Number three, let no root of bitterness grow up toward your parents. It says in uh, Hebrews 12, don't let any root of bitterness come, but respond to the grace of God. Don't allow a bitter root to grow in your heart toward your mother and father. And if it's already too late for that, if you already have a bitter root, you can still renounce bitterness and begin thanking God for your parents 
and to respond to the grace of God and God will change your heart. Four, discern the basic intentions of your parents. This uh, often helps you understand their wisdom and guidance. Okay, there was a girl in, in, she was graduating from high school. Her parents were not believers. And she wanted to go to a Bible college. They wanted her to go to med school. She was brilliant. And I said, she said, Fred, what should I do? I said, well, I can't tell you what, I can't speak for God. But let me challenge you with this thought. Let's suppose your parents' desire for you to go to med school is from the Lord. Um, let's just suppose you, you obeyed their, their wishes and you went to med school and God used that. There's still plenty of time for you to uh, grow as a Bible student. And, and I submitted that to her. She took me up on it. She went to med school. The first year she uh, met a, uh, 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 upperclassman. They ended up getting married with the parents' blessing. And soon the, the husband was making uh, plenty of money. She then enrolled in Bible school with the parents' blessing. Uh, she was married, uh, got a Bible degree, and it was a win-win. God used her uh, submission and to see the motivation of the parents was for her betterment. And God used the parents to direct her decisions. Discern the basic intentions of your parents. Five, utilize creative alternatives in making an appeal to your parents. What this means is, like Daniel in Daniel chapter 1, when he was a political prisoner to Babylon... Uh, after uh, they captured all the Jews out of Israel, he, God wanted him to fast. He started fasting and his, uh, basically the, the prison guard uh, said, hey, I'm in charge of you guys. I don't want you fasting in case you, uh, you end up uh, losing strength. Uh, my name's on the line. And, and Daniel said, well, and here was the creative alternative. Let's try it for three weeks. See what happens. Compare us, the three of us that are fasting, four of us, with, with the rest of the group that doesn't fast. And if, if we look worse and cannot be as productive, we'll quit the fast. But if we do, you'll let us continue. That's a creative alternative. And it worked. You can have creative alternatives in appealing to those in authority without rejecting their authority. Number six. Rather than demanding your rights, allow your parents' discipline to teach you to yield rights. This is such a big deal. Most battle lines between parents and children are over rights. What music to listen to, how to spend your money, what friends to have, what, what time's your curfew, uh, when to do your homework. All these things are related to rights. I have the right to decide what music I listen to. I have the right to buy what kind of a car I want to buy. I have the right, I have the right, I have the right. What does it say in Philippians chapter two, verses five and six? Have this mind in yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not consider his rights as God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself. Jesus yielded his rights. 
And while you are under your parents' authority, now is the time to learn uh, to obey them in yielding rights. And number seven, show yourself faithful to your parents and God will give you more responsibility. This is really what it all comes down to. The scripture says, when you're faithful in little, I'll find you faithful over much. God uses parents against the better judgment of the children to put loving discipline around the children so that they learn responsibility. It's an unavoidable um, role that, uh, it's, a, it's really a, a divine strategy for parents to play this role in the life of a child. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. This is an emotional issue. It's impossible in 20 minutes to cover all the principles of parenting and child relationship. But uh, the, the, uh, the final point I wanna make is it says regarding marriage, for this reason, a man shall leave father and mother and be united to his wife and become one flesh. Until you are married, your parents play a strategic role of authority over your life. And God wants you to learn to be under their authority. It's not until after you're married, even if you're 25 years old, you are still under the protective authority of your parents. And that's something God wants you to take seriously. It's when you walk the aisle, when you say I do in marriage, that's when you're no longer under the primary authority of your parents, but you're now under the Lord and under your spouse. God bless you as you submit to your parents, as you learn to honor them. And it's like your parents are like an umbrella to protect you from the rain and the elements. Even an umbrella with a few holes in it is better than no umbrella at all. No parent is perfect, but God uses flawed people to develop us if we honor him, if we learn to honor and thank God for our parents and take them as one of the great blessings that God has given to us. God bless you.